Hi, welcome to Talking with Fred. I'm Tony. And I'm Joe. Today, we're going to continue our conversation on the Ten Commandments, and we've come up to commandment number six, where it says, you shall not murder. So, Tony, where we've come to, what are the first commandments we've been talking about? We have talked about serving God only, God being the only one, respecting Him, and keeping the Sabbath holy, and then honoring your mother and father. Right. So now we're coming to a point of murder. So we've been talking about, in the first ones, we were talking mm-hmm. about God Himself, right? There's only right. one originator of life. He is the one and only. And we serve the creator, mm-hmm. not the created. Um, and that gives us, you know, a basis to kind of work there yeah. from there into other things, right? Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't give any, nice any meaning, yeah. right? Because obviously... When you get into questions like, you know, don't kill or don't murder, then a lot of different aspects come in, you know, and um, you have to kind of have something to some parameters that some guidelines that you go by, right? Yeah, very much so. You have to have something to kind of help you go along in life and move along. Right. I think that's great to have these commandments. So that's where we've kind of come, suggest that if you haven't heard the, the first ones, to go back and listen to, to the first ones. Yes. And then, um, and then so. we'll continue now. So don't kill. Don't kill. When was the last time you killed somebody, Tony? Physically, or are you talking about spiritually? <laughs> <laughs> are you a murderer? No. Okay, that's that's, that's good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me relax a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of those things. The sound of thunder is in the background. <laughs> you said two words there, Joe. And um, do you think there's a big difference between killing and murdering? <clears throat> the word that's being used in the Ten Commandments can is is a word that was used to, in general, cover murdering someone, killing someone, taking something's life. And so I think that. Because both aspects of it, I mean, if you had to ask me personally, I would say, well, I think killing can be something that is done necessity or out of accident, whereas murdering is something that's intentional. Yeah. So you're talking but, about like but still, like hunting, But it's still, example. yeah, but it's still, yeah. you know, a general term. I mean, the term is talking about, you know, don't do things in, in negligence or in carelessness. Yeah. Right. That's very important to think and especially divide the two words. Right. So it covers both aspects of it from the perspective of don't live your life carelessly and don't live your life in negligence. Be aware of what you're doing, which was, you know, it ties back into the first ones we were talking about. Right. Right. You know, being focused, make sure you realize where life comes from, that you're, you know, you're serving the creator, you're a servant holding that focus in your life. Mm-hmm. And then that makes it a little easier to go on to these other things, right? Do you think he was talking about it being a physical thing or a spiritual thing about murdering? Well, I think that, well, I mean, you know, it's the first one after, you know, honoring your father and your mother. Yeah. Then he goes right to, you know, don't murder. I mean, my personal view is that God is taking a hold of some of the fundamental things in the human experience from the perspective of humanity that's fallen in sin. I mean, remember the first sin that was ever committed— Cain, was a murder. Yeah. Right. Cain killed his so brother. you, you yeah. get you get the story of Adam and Eve in the garden with mm-hmm. God. They sin and then their offspring, the first thing they do yeah. is murder. So um, being that they were born into sin. Yeah. So I think that you have to look at it from that perspective that God's trying to tell us from our perspective of the things that we are to be careful about. From the point of view that we have that in us because of right. sin. And then we have to be aware of, you know, not treating life carelessly, of not treating life with negligence, of not, I mean, originally the word means to dash to pieces, to break into pieces. Yeah. 
you know, and, and basically that goes back to the concept of eternity because God is completeness. God is unbrokenness. He is yeah, he's not divided. He is yesterday, today, and forever. He is right. continual. Yeah. He is eternal, right? Mm-hmm. Sin came in to the Garden of Eden, and we broke that eternalness. Mm. So in other words, we dashed it to pieces. Out of care. So that it's in pieces, yeah. right? So that through the offering <clears throat> and the service of Jesus, that was atoned for. It was brought back together and made whole again so that we can participate in the eternal. And so Jesus says, for example, as we've said many times, that everything hinges around love God and love your neighbor. If you take that perspective and you ask yourself, okay, well, what am I talking about, right? And if God says, be careful to not dash to pieces those around you, well, how can I do that? Well, I can ask myself, do I break my relationship with God, right? Because if I kill God, I will kill my neighbor, right? If I dash God to pieces, Mm -hmm. then I will dash my neighbor to pieces. And so if I put my focus into maintaining my whole, Mm -hmm. complete relationship with God, Mm -hmm. then what's my focus going to be to my neighbor? Same thing. The same thing. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what God's trying to tell us. Be aware of how you're living your life and not taking somebody's life because, you know, that's obviously a very destructive thing and has enormous consequences. Yeah. So what could be one of the consequences of killing somebody? I think you, when you're taking someone's life, you're taking that future away from them. Right. You take away any future that that person can have and then any future that the person can influence on someone else right in a good way and all of their generations yes so even though let's just say a Mm -hmm. is a murderer a is bad yeah right but maybe his great great grandson yeah is the most wonderful doctor in the history of the world that solves yeah. all the big and we've seen questions, that over this right yeah we've seen you that know so if you kill down. a then you also kill b you know or c and, yeah or the generations that follow and i think that's an important thing to Yeah, I think so too. I think that it doesn't matter how old that person is. They can be an infant or they can be 90, 80, 100 years old. There's still some future there that can be influenced. Right. And it's very important to take care of that existence. Well, exactly. But yet it's also not only a physical principle. It's also a a spiritual principle. It's also a intellectual. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that too on the way. And we've talked about tearing each other apart. We'll also get into that later with stealing. Mm. There's, a, like you said, the mental. So now there's a horrible relationship, for example. And as a pastor, you've heard people come to you before and counseling, talking about their marriage and how the right. it's falling apart. Right. Well, there's people that take advantage of their marriage or even their children, for example, and they start pounding into their minds that they're worthless. Right. They have no nothing to add to society, nothing, no future, because they're just a worthless garbage that can mm. be thrown away. Right. And so when someone is told that all their life, they begin to believe that. Right. And so they end up not adding anything to the future, right. and they feel, what's the point And of so what, what is one of the major things that will kill someone else in a spiritual context? The tongue? Yeah. For example, that would that would I would probably say is the, is the most effective weapon because um, well yeah it's like the Bible says it's a sharper than a double edged sword yeah the power to kill yeah and destroy. because especially among children you know they hear what we say and sometimes they hear things that that we don't even remember as having said but if it enters in and takes a hold of you it can have enormous consequences right very much so. 
And so if you grow up hearing that, you know, you are the <clears throat> the result of a Friday night party where everybody was drunk and, yeah. you know, your mother or father don't even remember the evening. Yeah, well, they may laugh and make fun of that, but at some level that yeah. sows a seed inside of your spirit that, yeah, you know. That I'm the whoops. Yeah, per, you know, I was an accident. I yeah. was, I, there was no intention. I, you know, they yeah. may not even want me here. You know, things That's like that are, are extremely yeah. important. You yeah. know, because what they have talked about through the years has killed the spirit of, of someone that they should be building up, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And I mean, if you go from the point of view of you're dashing something to pieces, mm-hmm. what would be the opposite of that? Building it up. Right. Mm-hmm. So in other words, God's saying don't dash something to pieces, don't tear something down, Yeah, well, it goes be back one to, to build one yeah. up, right? Yeah, it goes back to honoring your mother and father where we have that foundation right. laid out. And we build each other up. And so what does it say about Jesus? It says about Jesus that he was the cornerstone mm-hmm. that had been rejected, right? And in the yeah. Old Testament, it was rejected because it was broken into pieces. It was yeah. it was not fit to be the cornerstone to hold the whole house up, right? Yeah. But Jesus was the cornerstone that was used to replace it. So the whole idea is that in, even though it had been rejected, human yeah. experience has tried to dash it to pieces, to tear it yeah. down. Then Jesus comes and builds it up. Yeah. And through his resurrection, life yeah. is built up again, right? This is why but, he says um, that the temple will be torn down, but it will be built. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he invites us to, to mm-hmm. participate in that. And God does that from the beginning. Yeah. He invites us to participate in being builders yeah. and not deconstructionalists. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helps. I mean, like you said, he's the creator. Mm. When we look at things his way and follow his steps, we help and create and build his kingdom. Yeah, right. And that's a be- it's a much better, he says, much better attitude to have in life. Yeah. Right? If you're looking for ways to build up yeah. instead of ways of tearing down, then you're going to get a lot better, a lot further down the road. Yeah. If you're looking how to build your marriage up instead of having to tear your marriage down. Yeah. And it's a very simple question to ask yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's true, a lot yeah. of people should ask themselves before they crawl into bed with someone else, yeah. is this going to build my marriage up or is this going to tear my marriage down? If we always are complaining to each other, we should ask ourselves, is this going to build our marriage up or is this going to tear our marriage down? Yeah, That would help us have a lot more focus as to what we do. And it gets you quicker to the making up part. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's the same thing with your friends. It's yeah. the same thing with your work mates. It's the same thing with your, yeah. you know, whoever you're talking well, to. Well, you your mentioned children. that with your with job part of it. Yeah. You said before that, what are you going to do? You're going to lift the company up. Right. Or are you going to tear it down? If you're going to be one to lift up the company, they're going to lift right. you up in return. Yeah. And so, so I mean, then the question is raised, well, what if I'm in a, I'm in a work environment that is um, destructive, that's harmful? Yeah. It's abusive. Yeah. Are you just supposed to take it? No, I think that's a very dangerous road to walk down. Because if you're not strong enough to say, no, this I have to cut out, then you can end up following along at some point, going with the flow. Right. And then you end up being destructive as well. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, you have to ask yourself the fundamental question. Yeah. Is this going to tear down or is this going to build up? Yeah. But sometimes things have to be torn down to be able to be built up. Yeah. You have to get to the sixth day. Right. To get to the seventh, and once right. the seventh has come, then the new day then comes Then the new again. day comes. So abusive situation, mm-hmm. right? It, God's not asking you not to kill that situation. Mm-hmm. He's asking you to find the best way to build it up, okay. right? If you're in an abusive relationship, for example, how is the best way that I can build myself and perhaps even my partner up? 
Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps it is to end that relationship, to try to force that person into finding help, but also into fi- giving yourself the freedom to be able to find peace in your own life. Right? Well, yeah, to be able to so, find I mean, where you fit. You know, it goes both ways. It would be destructive, in my opinion, to take that word and say, oh, that means I have to stay in this marriage mm-hmm. and be abused, because then it does come into the realm of perhaps ending something on a permanent basis. Yeah. Right, and that's what oh, killing yeah. is. That's what yeah. murdering is. Yeah. It's ending something on a permanent basis. Yeah. Whereas the other way would be saying, "No, we need to do something different in yeah. order to, for hopefully, forcing the one partner to to seek help, yeah, but also freeing the other person to find the peace that they need." Yeah, well, like you said, going back to the word future, it helps build that future up, yeah. or the potential future for something good to come about. I mean, in that relationship children are affected as well. I mean, it's yeah, a domino Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so it goes one of two ways. Either they're going to be growing up to do what the abusive parent or the abusive one does, they follow along, right. or they find someone that is just like that person. Well, yeah, because we, they think that's we okay. tend to repeat that which we have seen, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we tend to imitate that which we see before us. That's why right. Paul says, you know, be imitators of me. He's not saying because I'm perfect and I'm wonderful no. and everything. He's just giving another picture, you know. And so, you know, find a good mentor, find someone that is a good pattern, mm-hmm. and then be imitators of that. Yeah. That's one of the ways that you can build yourself up. And, I mean, speaking sometimes from experience, too, that's not easy to do. No. It's not, because sometimes that there's the word love that comes in. Right. We've discussed that love is yes and love is no right. as a whole. Right. And it's hard sometimes when you love that person to say, no, yeah. I'm not going to follow how you do things. Right. I'm not going to do it your way. I'm going to find a different way. But sometimes, but sometimes that's the best thing for the other person. Oh, very much so. And so, you know, you have to find those people in your life yeah. that will be those good examples yeah. that will build you up. And if you're in a situation that is tearing you down, then, you know, don't yeah. kill. Yeah. I mean, that's the word, yeah. right? Yeah. And Fi- it's, put yourself in a position to yeah. be built up. And it's okay to be the black sheep in that situation. Yeah, sometimes you have to be. <laughs> it's totally okay when you're following Christ and following His lead. It's okay to stand out and say, some, I reject what has been over right. here, and I'm going to move forward with well, my life. Well, someone always has to be the first, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is in a family, whether it's the first to get a, an education yeah. or the first to stop abuse. Right. It's always difficult to be the first, and that's why it is so important with our belief in Jesus Christ in His resurrection is because He is the firstborn of the dead, There's, right? There is He's one. the one that did it first, and it's not easy yeah. to do it first. It's, it's a easy. lot of pain. It's It's a lot of agony. It's a lot of sacrifice, but it's what changes things. There is one particular person that I read about that did that, and we are all glad today that he did that, and it was in the story of Walt Disney. Mm -hmm. He was, as he was growing up, his father, excuse me, was an abusive man, Mm. and one day as a boy, he said, this is enough, and he put it into it, and as today, we're glad that he did. You see the kind of man that he Right, and you find, I mean, and so, you know, it doesn't matter what situation you come from. Mm-hmm. If you're in something where you feel like this has killed me, mm-hmm. right, then you have to ask yourself, well, then how do I go from that, mm-hmm. from death to life? Right. Right. And that's what we have in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so by believing in him, then we become with him 
the -hmm. firstborn of the dead. We go from death to life. But then we have to maintain that. We have to build something up, right? It's realizing that the first to do something is always going to be difficult, right? It's not going to go without sacrifice. It's not going to go without trial and error. Not at all. But if you will continue and, and work with it, yeah. continue to sacrifice, then you will be able to accomplish it. Yeah, I'm reminded of this story uh, my wife told me about. There was this uh, woman. She was, uh, I don't remember what kind of ministry she was working in, but it was something that she was doing all her life. And mm. it was like taking that chisel, for example, and right. breaking against the rock. Right. And for years, she was trying to get through that breakthrough. Right. And so one day she passed away. And then this young couple came in and stepped in and the breakthrough happened. Right. Some people may think, you know, oh, that's sad that she didn't get to see that. Mm. But that foundation, because she continued, there was a future yeah. that broke through it. What is the spiritual principle that God gives us to get to walk into something better? His word. It's forgiveness. And so, and that goes all the way back to the story of Adam and Eve, right? Story mm-hmm. of Adam and Eve, they sin, they have Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Cain kills Abel. But then Cain has descendant. Cain has Lamech. And Lamech is the one that comes with the curse. Mm-hmm. Lamech will kill seven times 70, right? Mm-hmm. And Jesus comes along and somebody asks Jesus, well, how many times are you supposed to forgive? Seven times 70. Yeah. He releases that curse by saying the key to that is forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? So if you're in that situation that you say, well, okay, it's wonderful that God says, you know, don't kill, yeah. but I've been killed, right? I've been murdered. Somebody has destroyed me. Yeah. Well, how do I get through that? Well, you, you do it the well, way yeah. God gave us to do that. Give right? up what the bad right. for something for good. For something better, mm-hmm. right? So that's what we do, mm-hmm. right? So we, we don't accept it. Mm-hmm. We don't say, oh, it's wonderful. We don't yeah. stay in it. No. We say, enough of that. Yeah. I'm going to leave this yeah. and go into something better. Yeah. So that's what it is. But God says, as God always says, mm-hmm. there is a better way. There always is. So it would be better for us all mm-hmm. to live from the point of view of not killing. So don't murder. And if you don't murder, then you're not going to get into all of those different situations. Not at all. Right? Then you start building up and you start seeing people. Right. So then you become mm-hmm. the builder. And how would you do that, you think? Building relationships. Yeah. Lifting people up. Yeah. You know, how I do mean, you do that? Being the cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, basically. all joking aside, oh, but I mean, yeah, it's taking what you have learned, taking what they learn, working together, seeing different but can ways you, to do it. Can you find a spiritual definition of what you're trying to say? He blesses us. Yeah. So he, he encourages us to bless. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of blessing goes back to humility mm-hmm. because the whole idea of blessing was to bend your knee or to bow down, mm-hmm. right? So you bow down mm-hmm. in order, the imagery in that when someone bows down, right? For mm-hmm. example, if you see someone become a knight, they bow before the king, right? And mm-hmm. the king puts the sword on their shoulders. and everything. The whole idea behind that is, is ancient, mm-hmm. that people would prostrate themselves before the king to show their loyalty to the king, right? right. Well, what's your loyalty? Your loyalty is, I will lift you up. Right. right. So the whole idea is I bow myself before you in order to come under you to lift you up. Right. right? So right, now, right. how does God do that? Does God bow down to the dust? No. Yes, he does. That's right. He blesses us. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's the definition of the word bless, right. then that means God did that. How did he do it? He gave us Jesus Christ. Right. And Jesus became one of us. What did he become? That's right. He became a man like we, us. And how, what were we formed of? What did dust. God for? Yeah. Yeah. The dust of the earth. Right. So he gave us Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in order to, 
Jesus came down from heaven. That's right. He from came the down throne to us, of God, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He came down to us, right. to became yeah. dust as we are dust mm-hmm. in order to lift us up. So God gives us that opportunity. Right. God says, be an imitator of me, mm-hmm. right? And be the one that builds up, be the one that blesses. Right. How would you look at becoming dust? We are dust of this earth. We are dirt of this earth. Mm-hmm. Or can you see a picture of how that could be one who builds up? What's dust? What's sand? Molecules. Millions of pieces. Yeah. Right? Right. Can't even barely see it. Right. When you pick and it God up. took yeah. that. He took the dust of the earth, right, and formed Adam Mm -hmm. out of that, brought him together and blew life Life into him, right? So that's what he tells us to do. Mm-hmm. Go around and look for things that are broken, right? Look for things that are dust. Yeah. Plus, most it. people want to sweep the dust out. Right. No one comes into a house and says, "Oh, wonderful! Look how all the dust. Look at all the dust." Dusty right? it is, yeah. So, so our image of dust is dirty, right? Yeah. Our image of dust is we have to get rid of it. Where God says, when we look at each other, then we should look at the things in other people that are maybe everyone else is trying to reject, maybe everyone else is ridiculing, maybe everyone else is yeah. looking down. Well, on, like right? you said when you pointed out Steve Jobs last time, mm. someone gave him an opportunity right? because everyone else rejected him. Exactly. But someone said, look, there's someone that has potential. Yeah. Let's breathe life into this and see where it goes. Yeah. And so you can do that in your personal life mm-hmm. with your people in your universe. And you can look at, say, hey, well, where can I find something that's broken? Where can I find something that's dust? Yeah, well, I mean, you can find that either in your job. You can you find, can find that, it everywhere. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, just to when, name a few. Once you get the focus of yeah. that, once you get the focus of yeah, that, when you become aware of something, then, then it the possibilities are yeah. limitless. Yeah, that's God, right? I mean, God is limitless, right? So, right. So once you change that attitude, yeah, then suddenly. Well, the opportunity of yeah. being someone who builds up is limitless. Well, like you mentioned last time, too, about church. Church is almost dead. Okay, well, that's the opportunity you should be looking for. Exactly. Where can I build something up right. in the church to right. make it better? So God says, don't be one who kills. Yeah. Be one who gives life. It's the whole point of view of change our sinful nature out with a holy, godly nature Mm -hmm. to go against that, right? Yeah, be holy for I am holy. So I don't to kill something. I don't want to destroy something. I don't Mm. want to dash something into into pieces. Right. I want to, through carelessness and neglect or whatever, Mm. I want to be the person who respects it. I want to look at what is broken and put it back together because what comes out of that will be to the benefit of us all. But there are going to be haters, Always. There's always going to be haters, and let them hate, because there's always going to be someone. For example, like you, mm. you, you're there to back us up. You know, when we have an idea, you're there to back us up about it, and you say, go with it. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the cheerleader, someone's going to be there to help us right. look for that gold nugget and bring that gold nugget into the piece of the puzzle. Why, why do you think it is so difficult to be someone who blesses someone? People expect a lot in return. <laughs> well, yeah, that, my, that, mean, that's true. That's true. But I, think, but I mean, if you think about it physically, right? If you bow down before someone, right, yeah. you become lower than them in order to lift them up. So they're getting a lot more glory than you are, right? And that is a problem for people. Most people yeah. do exactly the opposite. 
Yeah. Most people have this idea, in order for me to get any attention, I need to push everybody around me down. Yeah, glorify I need to put, myself in I need to put way. them down yeah. in order that I can be lifted up. But God said, that's not the way I created things. No. Right? Through death, life comes. A seed is planted in the ground, disappears. Then it comes mm-hmm. forth and becomes a living organism that can produce something that we can yeah. eat. And so those type of things are important for us to realize. We don't gain anything by putting yeah. someone else down. No. No, not at all. I mean, we, we destroy have... ourselves because yeah. that's what you do when you kill. I mean, we always think, okay, well, if someone kills somebody, right, or yeah. something or whatever, well, that's the end of that. No, basically, I'm killing myself because I'm denying myself of all of that that would come perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, good or bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not just wonderful things, no. obviously, <laughs> but it's the whole idea of life. And that we are to be life givers and not life takers. It's such a fine line to really look at and to make sure that we do, as you said, be caretakers mm-hmm. and to be careful within our own lives because it's easy to fall on the other side. Right. If we're not careful, being that we're born into sin. So we have to look at it and keep our focus on Christ and let that, the past, not destroy us but to change our focus from it and say, God, you have the better way to go. Right. So Yeah, you have to have that respect. And, and sometimes that is not obviously what I would want or prefer to do. Mm-mm. Sometimes I have to give someone the right to kill me in order to have life. That's the story of salvation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, choose we, today who you will serve. Right. right? Well, Christ, he came down and allowed had, us right. to kill him. So you have the choice to follow Jesus Mm-hmm. into eternal life, right? Yeah, pick up your cross. But don't you him. also have the, the choice to reject him? Very much. And what happens if you reject him? Eternal damnation. Right. So God gave us that right. He gave us the possibility of choosing. So in other words, we have the right to choose death. And if you choose death, you're not only choosing death for yourself. Well, you choose death for the future. You're choosing death for the future, right? Yeah. So God gives you the right to choose life or death so that we can choose life and so yeah. that we can live. So in other words, we have to also do that in our own lives. Yeah. Because we're going to meet situations where we are not sure what to do. And if we don't give that same opportunity, then we will never be able to have something with someone who chooses life. Because if they choose death, then there's nothing we can do about that. And so we have to allow them to do that, hoping and praying that they will yeah. choose something different. I know different someone just like that. And yeah. will choose life. Yeah. So to be in favor of life, I have to be a willing yeah. to give the right for them to kill. Yeah. And, it, it's and that's really not sad. easy. Yeah, it's sad because I know someone like that that knows the truth and knows that he has chosen death over life. And and one day I, he told me flat, I said, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> this is it. This is what I've yeah. chosen. And so you, then you have to respect that. Yeah, and I did. And I said, right? that's, because, that's fine. I'll back off now. Yeah. And I won't mention it again. Because that's the only way you can do. Yeah. Because then it's just a waste of your time. Yeah. <laughs> because, because yeah, but... Well, and, well that's where Christ says, if they go to, into the city and preach the gospel, if they refuse right. to listen to you, right. go to the edge, dust your feet off, right. and move on. Exactly. Because all you're going to do is beat a dead horse. Exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's and, and just I mean, stressful. If that is taking up all of your time, then obviously that's not time you can be putting to something that actually could give a result. So you say, you know, you make your choice, but mm-hmm. once you make your choice, then that determines... I'm going to choose not to kill. I'm going to choose to be a life giver, not a life taker. Yeah. But in order to do that, I have to give you the same right. And if you choose to be a life taker, then I have to accept that. And that's not easy. It's not, and especially but when God you love that person. It, yeah. yeah, well, if God had to do it, yeah. then I have to do it. That's the same That's the story of, of salvation. And the, yeah, the sad thing about salvation is that 
so many choose not to take it, but I can't do anything about it. I can't yeah. change that. Yeah. All what I can is change lives is how I do. Yeah. Right. So I choose not to kill. But in order to do that, I also have to give them right. That's a difficult yeah. thing to live with. Just because, be the light. That's all we can do. Right. Just be a light. But then I, God yeah. gives me this idea of forgiveness that, hey, I can give you up. Something better is going to come. <laughs> For something better, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you start doing that, then what's going to happen in your life? You're going to be known as the one that doesn't put up with that. Well, it gives a good, yeah. It, I mean, it I doesn't don't mean have... you're being a jerk about something. No. It just means that you're standing up for what is right in your life, standing up for what is right in life and you're moving forward. Right. So I don't have a lot of those problems because throughout my life, people have learned he doesn't have the time of day for that. Well, there's and no so time. I don't, it's, it's time I don't wasted. get a yeah. lot of that. Where someone else can benefit from Yeah. It. And why would I waste my time yeah. talking to someone who's not going to listen to me? You might right? as well watch paint dry. When I could be using my time to, to be with my wife. That's true. So, and people over time have learned he's not going to do that. Yeah. He's going to give you the chance and the opportunity. If you don't listen, then that's it. Then that's it. That's it. He's not going yeah. to use his time <laughs> well, unwisely. I mean, yeah. And so over time, yeah. you build up this reputation of this is the type of person he is. Mm-hmm. And so that I don't have to take that struggle again and again and again because no. people know who I am. Yeah, well, it also falls in when the question lies, when I face God, what am I going to say? You know, and so... In my mind, I want to say I was a guy that did not want to waste time. I was a builder, and you taught me that, and that's what I went with. Yeah, and I think that that those are the questions that you're going to be yeah. asked on the day of judgment. I don't yeah. think you're going to be asked about what about this particular right. day in this moment. I right think here? God's <laughs> going to say, you know, hey, did you follow the Ten Commandments I gave? Did you kill or yeah. did you give life? And I think we're going to have to say, you know, well, you have that's when the honesty to my ability. Yeah, I became a, a life giver as much as I possibly could, and then I think then he'll judge that. What I think is pretty awesome is that the Holy Spirit is there to smack us upside the head when we make a wrong choice, if we start going down the path of being a a killer, where he can say, no, this is wrong. You need to stop here. Yeah. And I think it's also, I think it's also really important to take into consideration that Mm -hmm. when we talk about the judgment of God, Mm -hmm. right, we're also talking about the judgment of life because as as Jesus says in John Mm four, that God is spirit and we're to worship him in spirit and truth. Right. Mm -hmm. So God is this life giving spirit, Mm -hmm. this force of the universe that creates and moves forward and all these things. Right. And so we, also have to take into consideration that judgment by God is not simply after I die Mm -mm. that I come to some other place. It's not what God's talking about. Most, the judgment in my life will be what people remember when I'm gone, right? That's That's God's judgment over my life. Yeah. Yeah. So your judgment that God will judge you with is what your children say of you when you're gone and what your friends will say of you. And will they say he was a life giver or he was a life taker? Yeah. Was he a one who blessed me or was he one who cursed me? Those are the judgments that God is talking about. Yeah. And those are the judgments that we will be held accountable for. Those things are important for us to remember when mm-hmm. God says, don't kill. Don't be a murderer. Be a life giver. So with that question is, are you going to be a life giver? Are you going to build life, help create life, or are you going to be a taker? Let us know what you think. Write us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. You could also write us on our email at talkingwithfred777 at gmail.com. Have a great and blessed day, and remember, Jesus loves you.